Thinkers, and welcome back to another episode of the Free Thought Project podcast. My name is Jason Bassler, and joining me today is the Free Thought Project editor in chief, Matt Agarist. Thanks for joining us once again. Our guest this week is Mindy Robinson. Mindy is a credited actress who has worked on numerous movies and TV shows. She's also a constitutional activist, a journalist, and is running as a Libertarian State Assembly candidate for Nevada. Mindy has quite a large social media following across various platforms and even has the blue check mark on a few of them. She is quite the firecracker and has an explosive personality. This interview was a lot of fun. Welcome to the Free Thought Project podcast, Mindy. We're glad to have you on. Shout out to Officer Jody, who connected us and made this interview possible. Um, so I know you've been super busy lately, working on a number of different things. Uh, we're hoping to get into all of that. But first, we saw that you were banned on Facebook a few days ago. And as an organization who is intimately familiar with that process after losing nearly 6 million fans in 2018, can you explain what happened and what they are claiming that you violated? You know, it's always a fresh new hell. Um, what's interesting <laughs> is this, like, normally it's the weirdest thing. It gets fact check and I click on it. Half the time they're referencing me. And I'm like, why is the government watching my stuff this close? You know, and it's always ridiculous. It's always, you know, fallacy of logic and stuff. They'll throw in one thing no one's talking about and call the whole thing fake. Well, this time I was mentioning something to the likes of if it had been Trump's son banging hookers and smoking crack on video, we'd hear about it till we died of old age. And they pulled it for like nudity or something weird. I'm like, what? And I appealed it and I won for the first, this is like my 16th you know, ban for the first time I think ever I won. Uh, granted, I'm still a lifetime ban on Twitter. Maybe I snuck on with a mustache uh, under a profile. So it's definitely probably not Mindy Robinson in disguise. But you know, and, and this is what's crazy in this world. Like, especially with these mass shooters going on, like the last three were publicly posting one even wrote a song about like wanting to commit mass shooters, but they're not on the, well, I, we know they're on the FBI's radar, but they're just letting them go and slip by. But if I put like, a, you know, five seconds of a song on a video, boom, copyright infringement. If I use the wrong word, if someone's trying to fix the tranny in their car, boom, sometimes they'll get <laughs> auto ban. I'm like, so clearly the technology to ban legitimately bad things like, oh, I don't know, child molesters is out there. But that's not what they're focused on. They're focused on political dissenters and people that point out that the news is lying to them. And man, that just verifies everything we do, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. I just what you I just I tweeted out yesterday what summed up your point you just made perfectly, like about the shooters, right? We we see people getting banned left and right, like every single day for posting links to peer-reviewed studies on vaccinations and mRNA vaccination, you know. Um injuries and stuff like this. And they get banned for just posting links to these studies. Like this is certified doctors and epidemiologists, you know, there's a long list of them and it's growing every day who get banned by the algorithm for posting these studies. Yet we have these shooters who are fucking talking about shooting up schools, making rap videos about it, going inside schools, classrooms, sp spreading bullets all over the floor, you know, wearing bulletproof vests and helmets and, and talking about dead bodies everywhere. And the algorithm doesn't pick that up. Like that, that, that just tells you their priorities here, right? Like we're, we're, they're more concerned about protecting Pfizer and their, you know, their, their billion dollar vaccine industry than they are about preventing the, you know, the loss of innocent lives. It's, it's tough. Uh, but do you really think the algorithm is missing these things? Cause I don't. Mm, right. The government spies <laughs> on everything we do, but they just keep letting terrorists and mass shooters slip. No, they're letting it happen because every time it happens, they're like, oh, clearly we need to take away your gun rights. Clearly. I just watched a bunch of cops not take care of a mass shooter 
who's actively supposedly shooting children in this room, but they're just sitting there like, no, I'm not even nervous. Yeah, no, I'm not gonna trust the authorities to come and save the day. I wanna save myself. And that's why the second amendment is important. And that's why they're going after you. But their own logic doesn't make sense. The reason that they wanna take take away, you know, take it away. And God, I hope people see through it. I really do. I hope Rivaldi really woke people up that it's our government that's allowing these things and making them worse as they do. It's government. It makes everything worse. Uvalde's was much worse, you know, because Parkland eventually it did go in and it didn't last an hour and 17 minutes. But in uh, Parkland, the cops stood down, too, and they were told to. And um, the one cop who didn't stand down, we did a story on him. He actually got disciplined for disobeying orders because he was like, fuck this shit. These people, you know, he's shooting in there. And he, and he went in and they disciplined him. And um, I think there was another cop in Uvalde that actually did the same thing, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, who actually yes. disobeyed his orders and went in too, but he tried um, to, right? And they right, he tried. Oh no, yeah, Jay he tried to, and well, they. Two um, different stories. His so wife was killed in there and, before he went in, and he had a chance yeah. to shoot him. And I would have took it. I don't need an order to do the right thing. And I think right. that's the issue. As I've become libertarian, uh, there's an issue when you when you become a back the blue patriot to when you become like, what are these people doing? Uh, you know, there's there's a huge problem we have with it. And to me, you know, law enforcement is the tool. If you're mad at the cops for doing something, it's because of the law. It's because they're being told a certain thing. But at the end of the day, if they don't actually do their job, they get rid of them. They shouldn't be held to such protective things. Clearly, I'd rather have combat veterans. Why aren't more combat veterans officers? They know what to do in a crisis. They're not gonna freak out. Or, but my thing is, I don't know if you've seen the video, it's really odd, especially the Uvalde one. These cops, the ones holding the perimeter, it's like sun, it's like a Sunday picnic. They're not worried. Even the parents, I mean, there was a bizarre nature to this. And the fact that they're, and I hate to be the conspiracy theorist, but the fact there was like a month before this drill, I'm like, what video am I watching? What's really going on? What, where's this full footage? I want to see the full footage of everything. There's footage on everything, whether it's the Las Vegas shooting, which we can get into, everything, everything, there's footage, and we're the most surveilled state in the world. But it always seems to be missing when Epstein kills himself or something. We're never told the right, they just like, they'll push a story in your face, they'll push the narrative, and you're like, wait, that doesn't make sense, there's a hole, why the hell did this happen? Oh, new story, move on to the next thing. And we're supposed to just forget that they haven't released Ghislaine Maxwell's list. We're supposed to forget how did two 18-year-old kids live with their grandparents afford thousands of dollars a year? How do they slip through the crack? We're not getting the answers for our things, and, and people need to be mad. They really do. And I don't know whether I gotta ride it in a sky with an airplane, but what do we do? What do we do when, Unless you're looking for it actively in our, like, I'm a skeptic. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I don't believe anything. I try to debunk things and I go, shit, that's why people believe those things. And, and I think people need to do that. And if they don't want to, then move aside and let us do our thing. You know, be lazy, but at least let us have our voice. Like, let news be everywhere and let people decide for themselves. But when you start censoring things, mm, it always makes you want to go and see what the oppositional research is. And, and that's what happened with Ukraine. They were literally going to start World War III to hide the money laundering, the bioweapon labs. They were willing to kill people and turn a beautiful country into ground zero to hide what they did there. And when you've got the state media putting out video game footage, oh, the ghost of Kiev. I'm like, don't tell me president didn't know that wasn't real. You know, we, we have a big issue here. And, and I, you know, they're banning RT. Well, then I want to see what RT has to say and I'll go out of my way to see it. And people need to do that about everything. Everything, everything, everything. The news is no longer news and it hasn't been for a while, which whatever. I don't even know how you fix that, but at least let independent journalists like me, you and you guys, like let us have our platform. Let people listen to us. You know, yeah. it's, it's a different kind of war. This isn't missiles and tanks. This is a war of information. And that's why it's, it's they're censoring social media because that's a great way to be like, hey, CNN used a fake clip. Hey, this isn't true. Hey, this research says this. It was a way to call out what has probably always been happening all our lives and we didn't realize it till now. Everyone thinks things are crazy. I'm like, nah, I'm pretty sure they were always like this. We're just figuring it out. Exactly, exactly. And Minnie, you're obviously very passionate. Before <laughs> we get like too deep into the podcast, why don't you tell people, obviously you've been in a lot of movies, you've been uh, like you're a okay. big Instagram star, you're, uh, you know, and you're running for office. Why don't you tell people how you got from maybe like the, the asleep, <laughs> person to the awoke person that you are now i i don't know i've never i think i was a liberal when i was 10 and then like quickly that quickly gets out of you like you i have to say you start off life as children as liberals everyone should love each other and be nice and rainbows and sugar then you get a job 
uh, and you pay taxes and you become a Republican. You're like, what the hell? And then you realize where that tax money is going to and you become an anti-government libertarian. You're like, what the hell? You know, and, and that's kind of my progress. And I feel like I'm kind of, I'm not alone in this. I really don't. I mean, if you follow me for 10 years, I'm unwavering on almost all my principles. I don't feel like I've changed. I feel like the party, the Republicans that were supposed to represent me, they certainly changed. They are spineless. They're weasels. They're letting everything happen. And anyway, so I've always kind of been like that. And I was lucky that when I went through college, uh, I had a Marine Corps colonel as a professor. So I got a very fair uh, American history lesson. And then when I moved to get my bachelor's and all that stuff, uh, liberal teachers, douchebags, but I was 26. I was formed already. The minute they were like, oh, white people are evil. Uh, you know, and I walked out of class and I got my only seat. You know, I, I was a formed individual. So it was me and like guys on their GI Bill. I wasn't impressionable. I wasn't indoctrinatable, if that's a word. Uh, and, and that always kind of stuck with me. So then life, you know, life happens. I accidentally, if you believe it, end up in the movies. Not those kind, uh, but I get accused <laughs> of that all the time. They're like, you're a porn star. I'm like, I'm not really killing people in my movies either. It's called pretend and whatever. Uh, you know, these things are on Netflix and so nothing bad. Um, but whatever. So I had this platform. And because of who I was, I, I would I'd get into range 50 and I would do these pro-military movies like Checkpoint because I'm not going to shoot, you know, I'm not going to be anti-gun and make money on guns. I, not all of Hollywood is as red as you think. A lot of the producers who are money guys, a lot of those people are very fiscally conservative. Um, it's the artistic types that tend to be off the freaking wall. And then they get into power and all the other stuff. So I had a platform. I already had the blue check, which I'm sure I would never get. And 2016 happened and Trump and all this stuff. And I've realized, you know, I have degrees in political science, American history, not that I use them. I'm overqualified to argue with people on Facebook that tell me to read books, but no one knew what they were talking about when it came to the electoral college or anything like they're just parroting crap they heard. And I'm like, oh, so I would go after those. I would explain things. And being a comedic actor, I could do it in a funny, less depressing way because this shit is depressing. Let's keep it real. And and do it away. And I would poke at other conservatives and Republicans when they act a fool. And not a lot of people do that. You know, there was a thing, well, you can't make fun of other conservatives. Yeah, I can. Don't tell me what to do. And so, and, and that, I had liberals following me. They're like, look, I'm a liberal, but you're going to give me the truth about this bill. And I'm going to give them both sides. And, and I did my work. And that grew. And it grew and, and obviously the humor helps. Uh, and then, you know, you end up kind of becoming an activist because those two things, having a platform, having a sense of humor and being able to explain very complicated things to normal people is the most useful tool you can when it comes to motivating a populace to, you know, make some changes, which makes me a threat and why I get FBI visits. And they're probably some, I, I hope I'm red pilling the FBI agent listening to my crap. Like sometimes I just Google random things just to see what they do. Humor certainly helps. That's a, it's a great way to sneak in a lot of truth without people actually acknowledging polarized opinions on both sides. Was there a shift though? Because I know you maybe were a little bit more in the MAGA camp, the Trump side of things. Was there like a shift from the like back the blue kind of mindset <laughs> to more of like the don't tell me what to do, anti-authoritarian? I support everyone that supports me. Like I'm not an anti-cop libertarian. I haven't gone that far, but I see issues. And I think that's the best way to make change. Being a cop hater or being the back the blue, no matter what they do, even when it's awful, is not beneficial to society. So someone like me that can get in there and criticize, for instance, I'm against no knock warrants because that's how they're going to kill people like you and me. They're going to red flag us. They're going to bust in the freaking door without knocking at 4 a.m. And I'm going to start shooting. And that's what's going to happen. And it already happened. It happens here all the time in Las Vegas. Uh, we have no knock warrants and they just killed the wrong guy. 19-year-old kid, SWAT, <laughs> broke Isaiah in through Tyree the window Williams. at like 4 a.m. You know, two yeah. cops get shot. They end up killing the wrong kid. That's not okay. I'm a citizen. Unless you're looking for the Unabomber, knock on my freaking door. Let me know what's going on. You don't get to crawl in through the window like a bunch of bandits. And that's how they're going to kill us. That's, that's a, one of those things where I'm very critical of the cops. Knock it, the knock it off. Sorry. I get... From you can say terms, fuck. So I have to remember that. <laughs> you can swear. It's fine. We're all about free speech over here. And, and I think that bridges the difference. And there's a lot of issues. But to me, officers are limited to what we tell them to do. If you don't like them being road pirates, then change the law. You know, I lost my mind because, you know, I follow my Facebook feed showed me the LVPD, my local police, and motorcycle cops were giving seatbelt tickets to drivers. And I'm like, I would go off if a cop on a motorcycle not wearing a seatbelt 
gave me a no seatbelt ticket. I mean, I wear my seatbelt, but still, if I'm gonna fly through my window, let me fly through my window. And also, you're not wearing one either. What are we doing here? These are ridiculous laws. People and people are like, well, people vote for them. No one's voting for them. That couldn't become clearer. No one's voting for these people. No one's voting for these bills. No one's voting for this Congress. No one voted for Biden. I think 2016 was a giant fluke. They always cheated. They didn't cheat enough because they created a secret Trump voting base. Couldn't wear the shirt. You were going to get yelled at. Couldn't wear the hat. Couldn't put the sticker on your car. It was going to get keyed. So people just went in the booth and voted and they underestimated it. And that's why, you know, she had fireworks and no concession speech. And they sure made sure that it didn't happen in 2020. And, and we're just dealing with the aftermath. These people are four years behind or their maniacal globalist plan. And it shows. They're panicking. They're crappy. They're not even making sense to dumb people. I mean, Putin's high price hike? Are you kidding me? We, ha we can see a graph. Like, this started when Biden got in. It and it's treason. Why am I a terrorist for walking to the Capitol? I didn't go in, thank God. But they were letting people in. They're like, go in, take pictures. And I'll crucify me. I'd be in jail. I'd be in jail for what? And then... We have so much wrong. And I think the sooner people realize our government has no problem killing us for profit and it's not our government. We're not voting for it. We are not a constitutional republic right now. We have been taken over. We are done. I mean, did you see the Tucker thing where they were releasing our emergency like oil reserves? But Biden's saying he's doing it to make gas cheaper. And then they sent it to China, who he's had business dealings with, our enemy, our enemy who helped them cause this with the virus. I hope people wake up. I don't know what else to do. I think I'm just going to start dropping leaflets from planes because I <laughs> I see it. You guys see it. What do we do? Do we just start calling people? I mean, everyone out there that thinks something's wrong should just call their conspiracy theorist friend and talk to them for a day and you will know everything because we've been right. And we're not, I mean, a conspiracy theory is just someone that did research. And the research and the answer make more sense than what they're being fed. If that makes me a conspiracy theorist, then I, I guess that's what I am. But I call it a conspiracy realist. Spoiler alert. Yeah, sure. you're talking to two people who've wished we've been wrong for the last 10 years. So <laughs> I don't want to be right about this stuff. Yeah. So people are dropping dead. Like I said, they would like I and I don't know what, what the answer for that is because they're killing their own people. You know who didn't take the death shot? Me. Uh, all the other combative, patriotic, preppers, critical thinkers, anyone that <laughs> no long term test. I ain't put it in my body. Anyone with half a brain that wasn't forced to didn't take that job. So who are they going to be stuck with? A bunch of really healthy, mad assholes, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would, I would suggest it, it definitely started around the 2016 Trump period as well. And we were just, we just aggregated an article a couple of days ago about how Facebook and big tech really corralled legacy media, gave them advantages to become kind of like the authority on information. And it really pushed a lot of organizations like us out, we were, um, you know, at one time between probably like 2014 to about 2018 or so, like we were a huge organization on Facebook, you know, we were reaching lots of people and, uh, all the alt media independent journalists that did have that reach basically got wiped out. They got pushed out of the way. They allowed all the corporate media narratives, all the corporate media posts, all the information from them to, to basically, grandstand to be, you know, given a, a higher elevated uh, algorithm and, and reach and platform. So it, it's absolutely been coordinated. I think that's safe to say on behalf of the, the ruling class and the establishment. Oh, yes. I mean, they admitted it. Remember, we we were conspiracy theorists for saying there was a cabal of evil people working together. And then like, was it New York Times or something like wrote a whole thing about it? They're putting the it in government. <laughs> but who doesn't see the two tier justice system? Who doesn't see see the censorship bias and and you have to be a real freaking idiot or just not want to believe it and, yeah. and it's sad that there's so many people and, and i blame college i really do there's all the, the college and we should have never ever let the rockefellers get in, and own our school system as long ago as they did they wanted good worker bees and man it shows it really does you know obey the teacher stand all the stupid rules we had to follow you it was really just obedience but whatever uh it happened but um yeah, I there's like this whole group of entitled douchebags. And, you know, I, and I feel like part of that is because the CRT demonized, like I'm supposed to wake up privileged because I'm white, even though I grew up white trash and all the other stuff. Like, forget all that. Forget that, you know, my family didn't own any slaves. We, we were starving from the British. We couldn't grow. You know, they were stealing our grain. Our potatoes died. We were starving to death. So we came here. What did I do? 
what privilege do I wake up with every day? But I think there's a lot of students who are like, well, okay, well, if I'm the oppressor, how do I not be the oppressor? I'll be a victim. I'll be bisexual. I'll be pansexual. I'll be non-binary. I'll be, they're just like, if there's some, some kind of exceptional minority, then they're not the bad guys anymore. And I think that's why we're seeing an increase in that happening with children, between that and the TikTok and the Instagram, which isn't healthy. It's not healthy. I mean, at school, you'd have to deal with bullies. Then you went home and you played in the yard. Now it's constant. They're, the kids are on their phone. Take the phones from these kids. Take the phones from these kids. Give them an emergency phone for when they're stuck somewhere. And that's it. They, no young child should have access to the internet. I see what people write me as an adult female. But, you know, it's just a, a little bit. But, yeah, we have these people that are, as long as they get their way, they don't care. They don't care. Oh, my body, my choice when they can't kill babies are going to do all this other stuff. But they didn't care when they were trying to force inject me with a shot. And the hypocrisy been, is there. Hypocrisy yeah. exposes people to the masses faster than anything. And people go, eh, you know, and, and that's what hopefully wakes up normal people. And maybe the rest will get their eighth booster, glow in the dark and die. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> There's been a lot of uh, video circulating about the uh, my body, my choice, where people they like short circuit when you ask them like there's uh, Alex Stein 99 did one. Um, several people have gone to these, uh, you know, the pro-choice uh, protests and they've asked the protesters, you know, believe in my body, my choice. And then they're like, yes, wholeheartedly, you know, and like, well, what about when they mandate a vaccine? And then everybody like they just, uh, 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 you know, <laughs> just break down. And and that I mean that but it doesn't change anything like they 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 wholeheartedly hold these two contradictory beliefs in their head at the same time. And um, which it takes, you know, this is cog it's cognitive dissonance. It takes a level of cognitive dissonance to be able to to maintain this empire of deceit. I and truly we, believe like, break the minority, that, you know, break through to that, break through that. Uh, <laughs> I don't think, you know, much is going to change. <clears throat> and it's I, on both I, sides. I, I have to point that out. There's the right has a lot of cognitive cognitive dissonance as well. But like, because if you want to be really pro-life, then you have to be anti-war. You can't be yeah. for invading Afghanistan and, and, and talk about so, dead babies. I mean, that kind of you know, happened to me, too. I think yeah. once you've been lied to, like, the whole Ukraine thing, I'm like, holy hell. We were going to start a nuclear war with Russia over a manufactured propaganda crisis that they started. Our government did that. Our government did the coup there. Our NATO, government yeah. set it up to launder money. Our government installed a puppet regime. Our government kept putting NATO at the borders and biolabs. If I was Putin... I'd be leveling those bio labs too. They're on my border. I absolutely would be leveling them. So uh, this is the world I live in. I'm agreeing with Putin on something. I'm. I, I, if you told me 15 years ago, I'd be arguing with communists and I'd be pro homeschool and anti-vax and yeah, Russia is actually doing something. I, I wouldn't believe you, but this is the madness that we're at, but we caused that. And I think seeing how close we just came to a really bad war because the weapons we have now are not pretty. Um, and then looking at like just being a history, uh, now I'm doing alternative history, looking into it, the Gulf of Tonkin, you know, we lied. They lied to get us into the Vietnam War. Yep. Why? So the military industrial complex can make money. We didn't stop communism. All we did was buy up war, you know, weapons of war and napalm and Agent Orange, which poisoned everything it touched for generations. And I became, and that's when I realized like, unless we, and even Pearl Harbor, we knew that was going to happen. We were doing an oil embargo on Japan. They had to do something, but we knew it was going to happen. We could have mitigated damages and lost a life, but we didn't because they wanted us in World War II because that's what these warmongers do, these McCains, these Bushes. And that's not a party thing. That's just a disgusting, parasitical, political class douchebag thing. These people here, here. are murderers. They don't <laughs> care. And so I've become anti-war. Like I, did, like I said, I didn't start off this way, but I'm like, you know what? No, no, we're not the world's cops anymore. We're not going to be the world's police. We're not going to be the piggy bank anymore. I'm tired of our people dying so that we can like, drone bomb children and then nothing happens. You accidentally killed kids and nothing happens. Nothing happens. And we've been doing this. That's just the first time they got caught with the blown up weddings and all this other stuff. We don't make anything better. We help no country when we get involved, but people get rich. And, and that's why I'm just like, you know what? No more foreign wars, no more foreign aid. I don't care to who. Foreign aid should be a charity thing. It shouldn't be coming out of my pocket. And it's not even legal according to the Constitution. They're really pulling at that. They're saying it betters us. No, it doesn't. We needed that 40 billion, not Ukraine. And Ukrainian people will never see that. They'll never see that. Someone will buy another yacht with it. And, and this is why I think people need to wake up. We did it once over a lot less. We really did. The only difference was it's a lot easier to fight tyranny when it looks like it's on the other side of the ocean when it's your own government. 
And in, in living in the state of Nevada, we can get into the fraud here too. I can tell you no one's sitting in their seat right now want it. And they haven't been for a very long time and it shows and they don't care what the people think and they don't care if they break the law and they don't care if they trample the constitution and no one's gonna do anything because they're in charge of investigating and arresting themselves. So if my four time arrested DA who won his seat through fraud, you think he's gonna fight election fraud? You think he's gonna fight anything? You think he's gonna try to arrest his friend? No, he's easy on crime, he loves criminals. This is what he does, he's, this is what's happening. And you know, our country isn't about to be taken over, it's, it's already taken over and it's clear. We've been taken over by foreign interests, corporations, everything. How do we fix it? Who? I mean, we have to not question. be afraid to protest. That's what the Capitol was really about. Don't you dare protest us. You could burn down a Target, loot shoes, destroy whole neighborhoods, but don't your peasant feet dare come and protest us in these hollowed halls that your taxes pay for. These people think they're above us. They're elites. And that's why I think you constantly see the white versus black, left versus right, Republican versus Democrat. Eh. It's all a distraction for real people, taxpayers, or people that live here, or people being held down, or people being stifled against these elite parasites that don't work. They live off of us. They don't have jobs. They live off of us. Yeah. Well, along those lines, I mean, you've, I think, mentioned twice now, like, well, how do we, like, wake people up? Do we do, like, the leaflet droplets? And, and I would argue that COVID did that for us already to a large degree, right? It woke up a lot of people. You know, it's not just the information, it's the divide, right? Like there's a culture war going on. So in the age of information, ignorance is a choice. People know the information's out there, but if the messaging's wrong or if we're too aggressive or if we're trying to hammer our red pill down people's throats, they're not, they might not be as susceptible to some of this information. So like, where do we diverge from that kind of strategy? Like, where do we actually acknowledge that it's not necessarily people that aren't waking up or that they just don't have the information. It's more they're taking sides because of the culture war. Well, that's why we have to stop with the culture war. You know, um, well, how? That's that's my point, though. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it, the only way we ever fight something like that when you're when you're fighting a misinformation war is to fight it with information. And that's why we're censored. So it's not so much we're doing everything right, but we need to find a way around the roadblock they set up uh, where they've silenced us. You know, we're not as different as you think, really, at the end of the day. They want you to, you know, fit in this Republican Democrat box. Got to fit in it. And, and if you cross a line, then that's it. You're crucified. Or And then people learn to never cross that line. And I hope what, what I think really woke people up wasn't so much. We saw COVID was bullshit. We knew the vaccine was bullshit. Um, what I think woke people up was probably the election 2020. Uh, we, you just stopped counting, sent everyone home, resumed in private with a different result. And anyone that questioned it was a terrorist, was a conspiracy theorist, even though they just spent four years screaming Russia, 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 that we know was fake on purpose. Uh, and what I think woke people up was that the Republic, cause here's the thing, it's bad team, bad, you know, bad cop, good cop. Well, it was the Republicans job to be the good guys, but they couldn't. They couldn't be the good guys because they like everything that the Democrats are doing makes them rich too, helps their stocks, helps with their power. And they that's why you saw them like, oh, there's no fraud. No. And that's when you're like, oh, you're working together. And that's what we just saw here in Nevada during the primary election. I, uh, I'm already on the ticket. I'm the general as a libertarian. I was nominated, but I am still a fiscal conservative. And I was, I was crossing party lines to help grassroots. America first candidates win their seats. I was helping Joey Gilbert. I, for the last two years, I've been helping a lot of people. And there was this momentum. It was a change that people wanted from within the Republican party, a lot of it, uh, against the establishment. Because the establishment and the state just in fought. They fought with each other, sued each other, fought for who was gonna steer the sinking ship that is the GOP and did nothing, said nothing, protested nothing actually kind of hindered us, if anything. And what we just saw at the primary election is every unlikable, pro-establishment rhino won their seat in Clark County and Washoe over people that, I mean, there were signs everywhere, t-shirts everywhere, no one believes it. So it's clearly the GOP's rigging it too to either put forth weak candidates they know can't get any further or that they can control. And, and that's where the problem is in this country. We are, there is no good guys or bad guys. It's the people versus them. And I think that's, that's certainly woken people up in Nevada. We got Trump coming here supposedly tomorrow to endorse, because he, he endorsed Lombardo, who is a monster. Sure. 
a monster. This man pushed forced vaccinations on his own recruits. He's pro-red flag laws, which is how they're going to kill us. He's for gun control. He lied on the stand during the Bundy Ranch trial, perjured himself. I mean, if there's a video, no one was doing any of the things he said. And he covered up the death of 58 people in Las Vegas. Blatantly. I chased him down. Like, there's video. I'm like, who are the three? There were three people registered to that room. They never investigated or named. Did you know that? But we I have no motive. Not. What's important is we don't have a motive. It was one guy, even though shots are ringing all over town. It had a whole documentary on it. And it was the FBI. Tell me what entity other than our own government can hide helicopters, can tell the news to just not report on something. Can I mean, the casinos are calling in. Hey, we got shooters. We got this and that. And then the next day, no, nothing happened. Who does that but our own government? And Lombardo was part of that. And I believe he was promised this governorship if he hit it because he's not liked. He can't go anywhere. He can't announce where he's going to be. I can't even find info about tomorrow because we're all going to show up and boot. But we can't. There's no info because it's going to be last minute so that people don't see the truth. And the truth is that the GOP is just as guilty as the Democratic Party here. Absolutely. That's how you end up with the Mitch McConnells and the Lindsey Grahams and the McCains and the Liz Cheney's and all these other freaking douchebags. They have no problem murdering us for profit. They are playing. There's one team. That's it. And we are doing everything we can here. We got to recount, but they're, they're breaking the law. And who do we go to? Who do we go to if we can't go to our four-time arrested attorney general? If we can't go to that puppet in the White House? What recourse do the people in my state, and I know it just isn't mine, have to fix fraud once it has cemented itself in this well? When they rigged their own elections, when they laughed at us. For two and a half hours last week, there was testimony, only three-minute testimony of people that couldn't vote, the DMV changing their parties to nonpartisan. I mean, that happened to tens of thousands of people that we know about so far. The DMV changed them to nonpartisan. They couldn't vote for anything other than like justice of the peace and sheriff. Who cares? You know, and, and that's aside from the other rigging. They just couldn't vote. But that's not, that's voter suppression. But we don't have ID here. We had mail-in ballots to everybody. Everyone getting extra ballots. They had their party in their precinct on the outside of the envelope of these ballots, which is illegal. We're supposed to have secret ballots. What the hell is this? And people would show up and be like, oh, no, that box. Oh, no, that machine. And then that machine doesn't work. It's not recording. It just goes around. After two and a half hours, people testified how observers couldn't see. They, You know, the, the wall where they hand adjudicate, which is when someone decides how your vote is. Six-foot wall. You can't see that. What the hell? If, if that's not a transparent legal election. I'm talking about fraud and who they're vigging for. This is not a legal, transparent election. And we're demanding an audit. And... I asked Adam Laxell, he deleted my comment. I asked April Becker, who won her seat for CD3, who does nothing but give out ice cream. She blocked me for asking, hey, you know, you won, are you interested in helping? Everyone wants an election audit. No, I got blocked. You know, uh, Mark Robertson, who won his seat for, I think, CD2. Not his concern, he says. He's a federal position. He's not concerned about election fraud. Gee, I wonder how these people made it through. Isn't it funny? Isn't that something? All the people whose seat was dependent on Clark County, they don't want to fight election fraud. And this is what, what do we do? What do we do? Who do we go to? Like, okay, what do we do at this point? And, and they're pushing people. And, and I love that they blew up the Georgia Guidestones. Good on that person. This is what happens when you push really good people this hard. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you they were talking about keeping the population under 500,000 people in the world. That, that means you have to kill about 8 billion of them. <laughs> how do you morally, tell me how you morally, morally get down to that population without killing or sterilizing a bunch of people against their will. You don't. Right. That entire that and whole rant you went on just uh, it just reminded me of a, a quote by uh, Lysander Spooner. It says, uh, "But whether the Constitution be one thing or another, this much is certain uh, that it has either authorized such a government as we have had, or has been powerless to prevent it. In either case, it's unfit to exist." So that's like the if you want to go really in far in depth here, you know, like we, I would argue that this didn't just happen this corruption this control everything that that you've been talking about didn't just happen no. you know this goes back this goes back at least a century or more you know back to 1913 or prior to that you know so so much that uh the two-star general um smedley butler he was uh the marine corps when we learned about him when i was in the marine corps we learned about smedley butler because he won the medal of honor twice but they didn't tell us what he actually went and did after he won the twice medal of honor you know he toured around the country to tell everybody that war was a racket and that the whole system was set up and to enrich this elite class, you know? And so 
what I'm saying, you know, obviously I believe in a lot of the principles of the constitution, like the right to self-defense and the right to free speech and everything like that. But that's, those are inherent rights. So what do we do? Um, like you think that, that, that we can just keep running for office or, or trying to vote like differently. Is that going to, you think that's going to fix all this? Like, is the, is that the end game here? What, what do you think is the solution to breaking free from this corrupt system instead of, you know, just, trying to participate within it. What do you think? I think you have to look at what Florida did. Florida built itself as a strong, sovereign state. And that's why it's doing well, has been doing well this entire well, time. Well, you literally can't say gay there. <laughs> yeah, <right. I'm> just... <laughs> that's gay. <laughs> but no, um, but you know, that's... I'm, All right, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but that they're strong, sovereign states. So every Agreed. state is going to have to do their own coup. I'm, I'm a candidate for assembly. Uh, they're not gonna let me win. But what I can do is get on my soapbox and be like, look, as a disinterested third party, well, not so, because I know they're just gonna cheat it in the fall. But as, you know, it's not even my primary that I think you guys cheated, but you cheated. And I want an audit and I'm not the only one. Most people do not think their votes matter. Most people, most they people don't. don't think Biden won. Let's keep that real and you know so we have the numbers to get what we want done what we don't have is the organization and unfortunately you know it, that's our biggest issue we used to have trump and but trump ain't gonna say trump just endorsed the guy we're fighting he's still pushing the vaccine so uh, no love for him right now honestly i appreciate what he did and i'm glad i supported him i'd still rather have him than biden but not happy with him right now i'm happy with desantis i like Rand paul like Ron Paul, I think there's a lot of good, very few studs to look up to, but that's what we need to do. We need leaders to be like, hey, 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 you know what? We're protesting the state capital. We're doing this, we're doing that. And right now I feel like it's me and the same hundred people, you know, in the entire state of Nevada. We see each other like, hey, it's you again, but what can we do? You know? Um, I think we need you know, to stop running for the gun in the Facebook room. And have a hundred thousand people see it anymore. So we do, we've got to take over our states. And I don't think we're going to do it through voting. We're going to have to do it by getting very, hopefully not war, but we have to get it through protest. We really do. And we just saw what happened to the primary. We've got a few months to fix it to the, the general. And that's what we, we have to be endless, ceaseless. These people are trying, they're cutting up kids. I mean, when are you going to draw the, they're, they're castrating little boys. You're going to draw the line in the sand somewhere, America? Uh, what point do you... Or you jump out of the hot water as a frog. There has to be the point. And that point is now. Look at the primaries. They just cheated. It's both parties. No one's going to come in and save you. Trump's not going to come and save you. The GOP is not going to come and save you. No one's going to come and save you. We have to band together as people. Even if I'll march with BLM. If I, you know what I mean? I mean, they, they're just as screwed over. Talk about being tools. All that. They were one of the, the largest. Oh, uh, wow, what a ripoff, huh? And, yeah. and, you know, we need to come together and be like, yeah, we, we got convinced of a few things. And we're going to stand by each other as we the people. And we've done it before. We need to do it again. And people people are comfortable. They're lazy. They're fat. They're, you know, they want to, they don't want to do work. They don't want to do all that other stuff. But we have to because the alternative is, you know, being a drone worker bee in China or just being dead. But they'd rather we die, honestly. They only need a few good people to wash their toilets. They don't need all of us. Yeah, Matt, you know, he had that uh, Lysander Spooner quote. Mine, I had a quote that came to mind after your rant uh, a few minutes ago as well, which was, you know, it's just a big club and you ain't in it, which is that Carlin quote from decades ago. Um, but yeah, I, I think that does, you know, address the problem here. And everything that you mentioned kind of is the consequences to a monopoly on justice, a monopoly on law enforcement, a monopoly even on the apparatus of voting. So, you know, that's kind of something that's been ingrained into Americans as just being normal. That's basically normalized. There's one option, one size fits all. They don't really realize that the government is a monopoly offering, you know, these services. They don't realize that there is a way to step away from the system. And I think that's what the question Matt was maybe trying to get at. Do we continue playing their game through politics or do we just disassociate from the state completely and realize that the gun in the room is the, the thing that's causing all this conflict in society, causing all this problem. And I know that there's like mixed, even within the libertarian anarchist, you know, community, there's a lot of mixed feelings about these topics because for instance, the people 
within the Mises caucus are, are starting to kind of come to this realization that like, hey, we have to do more locally. We need to get into certain positions that the left have basically co-opted. That's how we're going to regain slowly, you know, town by town, city by city, some of our liberties. Uh, but then there's other people more on like the anarchist side of things, not to say that the Mises caucus isn't necessarily anarchist. They, they are in principle, but pragmatically, they still want to try to this localism, this kind of defensive democracy type of strategy. But there's also there's plenty of people within the anarchist movement that just don't want to participate at all within the system. They think that actually uh, manifests it even more. It, it creates more of a monster. So, I mean, where do you stand within that debate? I mean, if you're kind of moving more towards like libertarianism and like the full, you know, spectrum past libertarianism is anarchism. So like, I mean, are you, do you feel like you, you'll eventually get into that type of mindset as well, where we just completely give up on the system and try to build a new one? Or well, is this something salvageable? If we don't fix it through legislation, this go round, this midterm, if we don't fix what just happened with the primaries and they happen again in the general, then yeah. Uh, be, those people want to become ungovernable? Thank you. You're doing a lot better than the person that's putting a mask on their two-year-old because they're too afraid to stand up for their own child. So I'll take them. I really will. I mean, they're not harming me. And, and, and I think it's, a, it's, it's an American right. If you want to live off the grid, do it. You know, the government shouldn't be on your ass about collecting rainwater and all the other dumb crap it does. When you think about all the ways we are taxed, we don't even have, we wouldn't, we wouldn't have to pay a fraction of the taxes we, we do right now if the government wasn't just so wasteful and spending on themselves or wars or sending it overseas to also spend on themselves and, and make corporations bigger. Like, I think if people really understood that we don't need to be taxed like this, the government doesn't need to take care of everything because number one, they're bad at it. You know, private businesses are always going to do a better job. Look at private schools versus public. It costs more to send a kid to public school here. I think like right now the number is like 15,000 a year. For what? In Vegas? 59th out of the nation? Shootings? Stabbings? There's a teacher that was almost raped by a student. We had a, a mom run over some kids with their car. That's what we're paying for. But yet for less money, they can go to a private school or be homeschooled for much less money, get a much better education, and the parent can control what their child learns. There's nothing weird. All it takes is that one kid in the class whose parents don't give a crap and goes on the internet and tells all the other people about stuff the kids shouldn't know about. You know, and, and, and I think there is, libertarianism will probably be the way. I think it's closer to what we were supposed to be, really. I mean, the whole goal is do whatever you want, just don't interfere with my rights. And there was a part, and I'm glad the Mises Caucus stood up and be like, hey, 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 but now you're interfering with our rights and everybody. So we're going to say something. You've got to yank the leash sometimes to have a dog that kind of behaves. And that's kind of what you need to do to the government. They work for us. We don't work for them. Right now, we work for them. They are happy to overtax us and do everything that they do. Um, but at the end of the day, they work for us. And they need to be reminded that they're civil servants, which is why part of my platform is stripping them of how they make money. No more... First thing on the platform, no more corporation donations, no more casino money, no more lobby money to your campaign, no more union money. That's not what it's for. That's not what you're collecting it for. No more PAC money, which I know I'm an uphill battle because I'm up against some very well-funded people. But yeah, think about the level playing field it would be if people just had individual campaign limits and that's it. And you couldn't just buy a congressman to get your bill through or to make your company more money. Holy hell, it should have been like that from the beginning. And it's not. And I think that's the first thing we could do to really feel well, first we to fix the election, get good people in there and then level the playing field. Like, look, you don't get to buy our politicians anymore. And at the federal level, I like to do other things too. no more book deals, put a moratorium. You don't get a book deal for 10 years. No one wants to read your book, Mike Pence. We know it's money laundering, that kind of <laughs> stuff. And, and I think their stock should be frozen. I don't think they should be able to sit on meetings and make money on their stocks and not think it's insider trading. You want to work for this country? You really believe in it? Divest of your stocks and your immediate families. Freeze your immediate families and divest your stocks. That's it. How about that? Because this isn't supposed to be a job you make money at. It's supposed to be like the military. It's a civic duty. Go in there, do something right, and get out. I couldn't join the military, but I can do this. You know, uh, and, and that's what we need to do. But how do we get there? Well, we either do it through legislation this fall because we fix things or we become ungovernable assholes and we just watch the government eat ourselves, and then be there to rebuild society because that's what's going to happen. People are going to go, they're already doing it. People are going to go hungry. They can't afford gas. All these things are going to happen. I'm prepared. I've been prepared. 
Uh, and I'm not the only one like that. So I'll hold out and defend what I've got and then be there because people are going to come together as communities again and, and rebuild the states and they're going to need leaders. We need strong leaders in every single state. And I hope we have them. Uh, I hope it's, you know, not just me and 50 people. I really hope, uh, be the new founding fathers. I don't know. Buy a powdered wig if it helps you motivate yourself. But, uh, but yeah, definitely. Uh, those are only two options. Well, uh, like we've, we've had some podcast guests on in the past who uh, feel that like localism where you can start the decentralization process by, you know, by taking over a small, not taking over, but infiltrating a, a local government and then, you know, leaving those people alone on a larger and larger scale. And I think that, is definitely um one way forward out of this mess you know like that's the problem is that there's way too much centralized power and all those things you said are great solutions but they're never going to happen we have a you know we have all these congressmen and senators who all have the ability to vote themselves raises golden parachute retirement plans um they can just take money at will from anybody who wants you know access to them like that's that's the way it is. And there's no there's no changing that. That's how every single government across the planet is. True. And, and but the, and, if you have and, you a know, strong there's, sovereign there's no state, way of changing you, that, I don't believe. If you have a strong <clears throat> sovereign state and you manage to take your state back and turn it into a Florida, you can defund the federal government. You'd be like, you know what? We're just not going to send you these taxes because according to the Constitution, you're not supposed to have income tax. Bye. And just keep chiseling what they've done to us. Yeah. We need to keep chiseling away, like right back to the Constitution. If it's not in the Constitution, we ain't sending it. Oh, is that what you did with our money? We're never sending you more. Like there are things that you can do as a state and that are just stand by people. Like our people are not going to pay income tax, federal income tax anymore because we don't think it's legal or constitutional. Have a great day. Find all these ways that they are making money off of us and destroy them. And, and I think part of that's going to be, you know, if we really hit the fan. I, I like to repossess a lot of stuff. All that land China bought that shouldn't have, mm, that's going back to the people. Bill Gates, now you just tried to murder us, that's going back to the people. <laughs> Imagine 40 acres and a mule to every combat veteran that fought for this country with the land that Bill Gates and China has. Stuff like that. Stuff like that is really what we should be doing with our land and our resources. Certainly not giving it to China and all sort of crap. But yeah, I, I think we've got to weaken, we've got to kick them in the knees, the federal government, just keep doing it. Defund the ATF. I don't want the, what do they do? Redundant crap, like shoot dogs and set women and children on fire? No. You know, the, the, a lot of stuff, these alphabet agencies are just tools for the deep state. Defund all, just, just cut them off from their money. But we can only do that with strong sovereign states. Started with cities, then states, and maybe that, but. Yeah, I think Florida is definitely a good example of disassociation from the federal government. And obviously that's a work in progress, but I mean, even you said it yourself, like people don't believe that their vote counts. So like, and I, I see people on a daily basis voting with their dollar, voting with their lifestyle within the market. So like, how do we motivate them? Because I've constantly, and probably my entire life since I could remember, like when I was a, a teen, a preteen, like. MTV's rock the vote. I mean, they're always bending over backwards to try to convince us to vote, try to motivate us to vote, uh, begging us to vote in some instances. So how it doesn't seem like a natural inclination for most people because, yeah, they realize that voting hasn't really been productive or uh, created any type of desirable results. So, I mean, like, where, where do we and again, I know we're kind of hammering home on this and, and you're doing a great job of like, you know, upholding your your position on this so i don't i'm not personally attacking you i'm just i really want to get to the bottom of this like where where does that motivation to vote come in there's a disconnect there right i mean i've motivated everyone i could i'm, I'm you know honestly i can start a rally do something tomorrow i'm gonna see the same people um until this starts affecting them more directly until their relative drops dead from the vaccine until they literally can't put fuel in their car yeah. You know, until it actually physically affects people, they just don't care sometimes. And yeah. it's about that o'clock. So that's what I think we're going to start seeing with, especially with the food crisis. You know what? Go, We can skip a meal. Let's see what happens. You know, I'm ready. I, I'll, I'll eat a pigeon. I'll, I've got food stores forever. But are these people ready? <laughs> these people who can't skip a meal, who eat their McDonald's, what are they going to do when they can't get food? They're going to be angry. And I'm going to be there to be like, oh, you know who you should be mad at? And that's all we can do at this point. I've done everything else. I mean, I'm out of ideas too. I mean, they're going to blame it all on Putin. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Putin did it. Putin did gas prices. He did the food shortages. He did everything. It's uh, he crapped in my yard. Fault. You should have seen it. I can't believe he just showed up. <laughs> yep. <laughs> he gave the forty billion dollars to Ukraine. He he um, printed thirteen trillion dollars in the last two years. Mm-hmm. It was uh, it was all Putin. It's crazy. How, how dare he? Up. How dare he? <laughs> Yeah, that's what that's the where the information war comes back at it, right? Because like you said, someone's going to be looking for somebody to blame at the end of this because it is ultimately heading in the wrong direction. I'm not sure that we can turn anything around, and I don't. Then I'm fairly confident that voting hasn't done shit in the last hundred years, and the only thing that's going to turn it around is realization. You know, that when it when it hits home and it's in their backyard, and they have a hard time, you know, putting food on their table. Um, that's when people are going to be looking for answers. And that's why it's important to have the information out now, you know, while people still do have electricity and can get on their smartphone and can see, you know, that like we can show them who the enemy is. We can show them that the Federal Reserve printing trillions of dollars is what's causing inflation, not fucking Vladimir Putin. You know, we could show them that the the NATO, the centralization of war powers across throughout the world has driven Putin into this into this war with Ukraine and and these companies who make money off the selling of uh, weapons to both sides. And this is the people that are driving us into this fucking hell state that they're creating. And we just have to tell other people like that's, that's the solution that we've always long uh, purported is, is information. You know, if you can show people like what the, what the actual reality is, not this bullshit that's been on TV for their entire lives. You know, I think that, that helps. And that way, you know, more people tell their neighbors, they tell their, and then those people prepare like you. That's why you have food. That's why I have fucking a year of food and I have a bug out. I got a fucking cabin on an Island. I'm ready to take my family there. If any of this shit hits the fan, like that's what needs to happen. You know, like people need to be prepared and we need to, everybody needs to get ready. And then once the fucking society breaks down in in American civilization, you know, then we can come back from the ashes. And I, I hope it doesn't get too bad, but I mean, this this exact thing is playing out in countries all over the planet. We're insulated in America, but fucking the apocalypse is happening in Africa. It's happening in parts of and even in parts of Europe and in Asia like this shit. Those people are fucking starving. They're under a constant police state. You know, they've had to bug out a long time ago if they even could. And they can't now, you know, so this shit's happening and it always happens. And, and we just have to inform more people about it, you know, and I think that um running for political office gets you a, a, a pulpit out there to, to help spread this information and, and open people's eyes to this reality. And that's why I admire, like we had Larry Sharp on, he's running for uh, governor of New York, you know, and we also had another governor gubernatorial candidate from uh, California and they know that they're not going to win, but they know that the information that they're putting out along their campaign is helping to raise this awareness. And it's, it's very important, you know, that even though they're censoring us all the time, that we never shut up <laughs> and we just keep going, you know. Oh, I never shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Which is awesome. They can I, know. Me, they I love your passion. Me, it's it's incredible. That. Yeah. But if, if you look at like the White House Instagram, this is what I noticed like a few months ago. Like every comment was negative. Everyone knows something's wrong. Everyone knows they're being lied to. And then you go on Facebook and you're seeing bots, legit bots from like, I'm like, what? This person is an American. Like, and like weird syntax. And I'm like, ooh. So I feel like people know more than we're giving them credit for. And you have to remember these, these, no, 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 those people, they're the loud minority. They're being constantly amplified and boosted up and showcased and in a blue check. Like, who the hell are these people? Like, like I literally never heard of these people with their blue checks. And and I think it we're this close. The last thing they need is that, you know, when it hits home. Right now, most people are still, things are expensive, but it's still okay. When it hits home, that's where we have to be. They'll be like, all right, guys, I'm not going to do that. I told you so. I was right. Obnoxious bullcrap. Let's get together. Let's take down our own government. And um, (laughs) hopefully they don't kill me in the process. Like, that sounds awful, but. (laughs) Yeah. It's not treason if you win, so. I think there's a, a groundswell that's starting. There's a lot of initial momentum happening kind of towards making anti-authoritarianism cool. And I think we need to embrace that, you know, I mean, yet it has been, but then we've been kind of, it's kind of been bred out of us over the decades, you know, I mean, Americans have always kind of had that mentality 
uh, you know, a backbone of freedom. But then I'd also suggest that in various ways, it's been kind of bred out of us. So I think it's important. I mean, you're, you know, you're funny, like you're cool, you're attractive. Like we really need to embrace that counterculture vibe and push people away from a lot of this mainstream bullshit because a lot of people are very easily influenced. You know, they don't necessarily need to understand like the theory or the logic behind a lot of this stuff. It's just like, hey, like that shit's not cool anymore. Like you need to come over to our camp where the shit is cool. And that's literally some like all people need, you know? So I don't know if it's always as deep of, you know, a, a conversation that's you know, we need to make sure that they know all the, the basics of the non-aggression principle and X, Y, and Z, you know, because it, it could literally be as simple as just like, hey, like Mindy Robinson's super cool. Like, you know, she's libertarian now. Like, maybe I should look into that. And people will do that just because you're that much of an influence. Well, for instance, uh, so after chewing out the commissioners all last week for two and a half hours, and they, I didn't even mention it. So after listening to all that testimony, they certified a completely legal election that some of their races were contingent on. And then as the room got upset, they laughed at us. They laughed at us. And so I was like, oh, I was just done. And I went to a PAC meeting. I can't remember what it was called, but it was some Republican PAC at a church. And they had asked me to speak about fraud. So I get up there and then halfway through, I see the one guy, everyone else was agreeing with me, come up and he's trying to cut me off because I was bashing the GOP. I'm like, well, who do you think just rigged it? Didn't you notice that like all the grassroots candidates lost even though they were the most popular? And there were people that legitimately didn't even campaign, but because they were pro-establishment, they won. I mean, don't you say that? Oh, no, no, no. And he started blaming me as a libertarian. He's like, you know, even if you win, you know, you're not going to make any difference. You're still going to be a minority. I'm like, well, number one, you think I'm going to vote with a Democrat on pretty much anything I can think about at this point? Like, I know what they're pushing. They're all socialists here. They're socialist Democrats. They're out, of, they're out of mind. And like, well, it's not that. You're not, you're going to, you need to put R next to your name if you really want to help the country. I'm like, Hey, 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 your party's the one that's corrupt, not mine. Why don't you put an L next to your name and help mine out? And, and I gave this big like soapbox speech. I'm like, look, are there differences between libertarians and Republican people? Yes. But right now, when it's you're getting taxed to death and you, you might go hungry and they're carving children up, can we agree that there's certain things that are universal we can work together on? And your party's corrupt. In two years, what did it do? It infought, put up crap candidates and helped them win. And, and it screwed our state beyond repair if we don't fix it, if we don't get that audit. Our choice is a Lombardo or Sisolak, so a Democrat and a Democrat. Yay. You know, and, and people agreed with me. And he, he was getting mad and stuff. But at the end of the day, you know, the people came up and shook my hand. You're right. The GOP is, is part of the problem, especially in Nevada, especially Michael McDonald, especially shoving Lombardo, especially all this bullshit. And so the people think one way, but you're going to get these establishment types that think another. But I, I see a great opportunity for the Libertarian Party to step in and be the voice like, look, there, there is election fraud. I want my rights back. You can't just trample the Constitution and get away with it. You, those, these are impeachable offenses. And, and I think we've got like 28 candidates running in Nevada. We're all in the general if we could fix it by then. And, and I think at and yes, I, I think if people see my journey of I ran for Congress as a GOP, GOP personally screwed me. Kevin McCarthy gave my opponent a half million dollars, a wife beater, so they could make money on him. People were screaming, hundreds, hundreds of people in Nevada, like, what are you doing? We had a good candidate. She was at every rally. I do this stuff anyway. At every rally, screaming for their rights, and you back a wife beater with, with a criminal record for, for, for ripping people off? And so they were on that journey here with me, and now I... I, I I, I think like half the people went with me to the libertarian meeting because we need something new because what we have isn't working. And the GOP is just as bad as it's the Democrats in a different color. They don't actually do anything. They're spineless. They don't fix anything. They're warmongers. And I think it's a party that that's, you know, you can be pro-life or pro-choice in a libertarian party. There's no, you know, if, if you can argue it, it, it good enough that people be like, okay, I see your point. That's it. You don't get crucified. And I just, I don't know, I think it's a good way, but gotta fix election fraud or ain't nobody, uh, nobody anti-establishment winning anything. So we'll see. For sure. Well, look, we're wrapping it up here. We're coming on close to the to the ending hour, Mindy. Can you tell people um, where they can find you? I know you are iHeartMindy um, on Instagram and on Facebook, I believe too, but tell everybody else where they can, um, where they can get a hold of you or follow you. 
Yeah, it's work. like my own model. <laughs> Maybe not get a hold of you. They don't, you don't have to give your phone number. <laughs> oh my gosh, right? Um, yeah, I heart Mindy. You have to put the full handle in because I'm centered on Instagram. I'm still Mindy Robinson on Facebook. You'll see the blue check. That's the public page. Check it manually every day to see the, the news. Um, my Telegram is censored, so who gives a hell about that? Gab has been the only platform that I like. Uh, I can put something on there. It'll go viral. It'll get robbed and put on everything else. And then, yeah, true social sucks. <laughs> Why is anyone on that? <laughs> I want to talk to a wall. Okay. But sure. yeah, and, and I'm out there. And then www.electmindyrobinson.com. I'll have my platform. I have where you can donate. Everything goes to a campaign material. I have to put in these signs myself. It's not easy. But I'm doing everything I can. So everything helps. Hell yeah. Awesome. That's wonderful. Yeah, I, I noticed you had 87,000 followers on um, Gab. That's certainly impressive. I think we're at 887. So. <laughs> well, hey, send me the link or you know, I'll boost it out tomorrow. You'll thank know. you. I uh, appreciate that. We'll do the same too when this publishes. But yeah, thank you so much for your time today. It was nice to chat with you. Another shout out to Officer Jody for connecting us. It was great just to kind of pick your mind and hear your opinions on a lot of these things. I know we don't maybe align 100% on everything, but it's enough, you know, it's enough. We're definitely allies in this fight. So it was uh, awesome chatting and thank you so much for your time. Thank you.